0: FM to get started. Hey everybody! In this episode of the GH Report, Peter's past is fully exposed. Mac is joining the police on a regular basis, and holy cow, is Dev up to no good? We're gonna break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now let the buzz begin. Hey everybody! Boom, 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 boom! Welcome to the GH Report. Breaking down all the latest craziness happening in Port Charles. That town is so crazy. It happens, so many things happen there on a regular <laughs> basis. We're gonna tell you all about it. I am Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. <laughs> I am not rotten tomato certified. No, no. Oh
1: my god. He not cannot like this lady over there. I can't tell him anything. Okay.
0: By the way, she is a star. She's uh and the the internet has deemed it so. That's
1: <laughs> that, right. That is not true, but that but it is true about me being a Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critic, so yes, there's that.
0: Nope, nope. She, look at this. Uh, every week I tell you that this burgeoning meaty empire that she's forming
1: uh, is rocketing higher and higher
0: up and it continues every single week.
1: Get out of here. Let's do a shout out in the chat room, shall we? You know our girl Pelly. Pel- Pel- <laughs> Kelly Public Cover is always there. Joe Costanzo, Fantastic Family Adventures. Welcome. I don't think I've seen your name there before. Amy Caraluzzo, Lori Coyle, um, Zoe Johnson, Tom Clev, Dolores Leach, Annie Goen, Doulamon, let me see who else is in there. Marlon Wallace, Michael B. Hey, y'all, what's happening? We're shaking.
0: Look at that. You have so many places you could have spent your Labor Day weekend, (laughs) and you decided to spend it with us, so let's We'll do our best not to disappoint. I mean, I will disappoint. That's my, my gift. Oh, Carla, please. though, oh, she's going to be awesome. But as always, folks, like <laughs> us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, hop in the chat, like Carla was saying, you know, so that way later on in the show you'll get another specialized <laughs> shout-out just for you. It's going to change your life. Oh, uh, not really. <laughs> so we'll break down the latest happenings. There. It's been a couple weeks, so we'll break everything down, and uh, we'll do a little news and gossip at the end of the episode as usual. Yay. But before we go into everything in more detail... Carla, how's these past couple of weeks treated you?
1: It was a lot going on in Port Charles these last couple of weeks. It really kind of was, but I'm getting very weary of you know Franco slash Drew slash whatever who, whoever he is walking around being pissed off. The people keeps calling him Franco. He's starting to just now calm down from that, but I'm I'm gonna need him not to be pissed off every time he walk in the room. But then I remember. Then when that was happening to Drew and it was happening to Jason, it was the same thing. But for some reason, it seems to be a little bit more intense coming from Franco. Do you feel that?
0: There, uh, and tell me, because you know, by watching it, you kind of, like Roger Howarth's uh, choice to play Drew. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's got a bit of a uh, an affectation to his voice, like an accent or a twang. Really? It seems like it.
1: Oh, I didn't I, I didn't peep that.
0: I feel like at the beginning a little bit, it may have kind of smoothed out. Oh, sense, wow. But there are times when he talks where you're just like, but you were raised up in New York, though,
1: right? I cannot stand I don't know what that's all about. I can't stand you. But yeah, he's 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 walking around being, you know, angry man. I'm like, I'm going to need you not to be the angry white man on the show this week. Like, just calm down. Bring it down a little bit. But the scene that I enjoyed the most with him, two scenes that I enjoyed the most with him, was the scene that he had with Kim. Because Kim, bless her heart, she did. Miss Thing is just all twisted up in the head for a variety. You know, first she was all twisted up in the head over Oscar. Now she's all twisted up in the head over Drew. And I'm having a hard time grasping that because I thought she was over Drew. I thought the whole situation with her feelings for Drew, I thought that was resolved. So now that is. So now that these stories are coming back through the mouth and face of Franco stuff that's recognizable to her, she's feeling some kind of way. And I'm like, girl, get your life. That's somebody else's man. What are you doing?
0: I mean, I guess that's, that is That is the hard part because I think she was able to make that distance and that disconnect with Drew because he had no recollection of any of those memories. So it was easy just to say, like, all right, that is something in the past. I have to put that aside. But to now to come, it, uh, now to face those memories that are to Franco, Through, if we'll call them through, are incredibly <laughs> recent and and present. I mean, it is like nothing has happened since you know those six years prior. So, it, I mean, I could. It seems weird. You know what weird. I mean? It yes. seems
1: it seems it's, it feels very odd. And the other thing that that the other scene that I enjoyed was the scene between him and Elizabeth, because you saw and and kudos to. What's the chick's name that plays Elizabeth? I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Rebecca
0: Herbst. Rebecca
1: Herbst. Rebecca Herbst is slaying it right now. Because that scene with Franco slash Drew, or Fru, um, that, sl- that scene that they have together in her house, you see her face go from being the totally adoring wife whose husband has come home to seeing complete and utter disgust and and no patience for this person standing in front of her. You see all of that happen on her face in that scene, and that's hard. That's really hard to convey convincingly, and she did it like one hundred percent.
0: Do you put yourself in in Kim's shoes? Mm-hmm. If you met a man from your uh, a, a man that you were like, oh, I know you're married to somebody else, or you're at least an acquaintance of mine, but now all of a sudden you have the memories of somebody that I clearly cared about in the past. Mm-hmm. Just having somebody having those memories even though it's a face of somebody else, would could you still fear yourself being attracted to that person? Or can you make that mental disconnect? That, like, Even though you got those memories, I know you're not that person. I
1: mean, I, I get that it's hard for Kim to make that mental disconnect because of the information that's being disseminated toward her that she knows was special and that, that, that carries a special place in her heart and in her memory. But at the same time, you've just made this commitment to this other brother over here. Like for me personally, I don't know if I I would have to just walk away from everybody because it would just be way too, it would be too much for me. I would have to just shut it down and just walk away from everybody because that would just be way too much energy and too much confusion coming to me all at once. And if I'm in a situation where I'm trying to grieve a child, (laughs) you know, that's way too many things going on for me which brings me to this question for you so remember a while ago when the psychic said to uh ava not to worry about julian because julian because he's not going anywhere do you think him is going to leave town with uh fruit
0: <laughs> i i wonder if that will happen because i wonder about julian because i i you know huh there are so many signs. <laughs> I mean, Kim is going. It, it is certainly mixed in with Kim's grieving process for Oscar mm-hmm. that she wants to leave, but that that drew uh, that uh, Julian is sort of a second thought to all of this, and it's only him kind of constantly being in Kim's presence. And yeah, yeah, that things keep moving ahead. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know if I'm Julian's won- pushing too hard or Kim is drawing back too much.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if that psychic. Had had her her finger on the button with something with regards to that. So someone in the chat, "Fantastic Family Adventures," said that Jason has her man's face, and she seems to be able to deal with Jason.
0: That's true because you see the face, but you have none of the emotional connection, mm-hmm. no memories, nothing like mm-hmm. that at all.
1: Mm-hmm. So that there's that that happened. Speaking of Jason, so there were some quite lovely moments between him and Sam this week without your favorite theme song happening.
0: Yeah, still, you know? <laughs> well,
1: Jay Sam was on full effect. I was there for all of it. And I love the fact that when um, Sunny and Carly got remarried, that Sam actually had on a color that wasn't black. Both Jason and Sam <laughs> had on a col- had on colors that weren't black. I was like, ooh, yay, y'all explored the rest of the color palette. That was nice. And then I also loved, I loved... Avery going, who are you people? Remember that moment <laughs> yeah. where, where they were doing the vows and Carly called them by their real names, yep. and she was like, "Who are you people?" That made me laugh out loud. That was funny.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, certainly uh, Jason can rock a, a great looking suit, and I did like that he still couldn't go full stone cold. He had to keep the uh, <laughs> no tie, keep that keep that top button open.
1: <laughs> right. But
0: buddy? But he looked good.
1: Yeah, you know, so
0: I'm fine with him seeing him like that, but I don't need to see him in some sort of kind of domestic scene with Sam talking about stuff like them uh, Jason coming in on Christina and Sam talking and mm-hmm. then Christina leaving in and it's just Sam and Jason talking like I just Sam
1: booh. and Jason oh and you know what other scene I kind of I was living for was um well, I'm I'm kind of living, but not living for the whole Shiloh Peter Nell situation that's happening. So there's the Nell Shiloh situation, and then there's the Shiloh Peter situation that's going down. And child, I screamed at the, um, the TV screen out loud when he, when Peter had that flashback not flashback, but that dream where he thought. That Jason was gonna shoot him. I was like, "No!" Nah! I screamed at this. I screamed at the TV. So I was like, "No!" Nah! My mother was like, "What is wrong with you?" And she's like, "Who died?" I'm like, "Oh, it was just a dream."
0: <laughs> that I was so excited about the beginning of that scene on Friday. Like, all right, this is cool. We're just gonna cut to the chase. Peter is going to be upfront and tell the truth and then we get to see what happens out of that. Does Maxie accept it and but still keeps a secret or what happens or does she distance himself, herself from him? And they're
1: dragging it out.
0: And they drag it out again and they, I mean, I was like, all right, I like it where the scene's going and then it just does that like, deep jump into to camp where it's like, right, I brought Jason here with a gun to shoot you in the face. I'm like, <laughs> dang it, you made this a dream. I don't want this to be a dream.
1: I was kind of living for the fact that it was a dream because then it was like, because I was like, Maxie would not be taking her phone to go tell on him that quick. Like, that would not be happening. That's when I was like, this is, this. there's something clearly very wrong with the situation. But I also love the twist where they, they've swung, and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, they're not going to bring back Helena. They didn't brought her back. Like, she didn't have more lives than a cat. Clearly, I was wrong. Because they have brought her butt back yet again. It's
0: great. I mean, it's great. It makes sense in the flashback. She is like back. the
1: character who will never die on General Hospital. Constance
0: Towers is great. And she looks Look, great.
1: I live, I live for some Towers, Constance Towers as Helena Cassidy. She's fantabulous. But, uh, come on. How that, many times can she die and come back to life? I'm just saying. I,
0: keep going. Keep coming. <laughs> that scene with Peter and Maxie in that hotel room. So Peter has a dream, and then my heart breaks because it turns out it's just a dream. And then, of course, Peter's like, um, I got a text. I got to go to this meeting instead of telling her the truth. But Ma- Maxie, there's a the part of that just creeped me out. Like, hey, yeah, we could, you know, I'm so glad I stayed here. You know, we've still got time. I could stay here. We could make love. I'm like, whoa.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't having that either. I, I was like, I don't. I could have done without that dialogue. I just like don't know- I, this is the thing. I would have rather seen that happen as opposed to her talking about it. Yes. Do you know what I'm
0: saying? And I and I just don't know. In closed company, it's just the two of you talking. Are you gonna just? And then
1: we we can make love. Like, like, nobody does that in real
0: nobody life. Says
1: <laughs> nobody says make love. Nobody says make love. Nobody says... People in real life are like, let's hit it. Like, yes! ain't nobody saying let's make love. And first of all, <laughs> they're not going to announce it. They're just going to do it. Like, what's going on? I don't understand. You can have but... coitus. <laughs> you did love. not say coitus. I hate <laughs> you so much for that. <laughs> I hate you so Oh, oh. And then there's this. What do we think? So they keep... I'm thinking they're going to bring somebody back into play on Stella. Because they keep bringing her up.
0: Yes. Something shady. T J so shady about it. Well, her.
1: everybody said it was shady. You know, Jordan said it was shady. Curtis said it was shady. And now TJ's like, it's shady. Like, she's just going to run off to Paris with somebody. Like, all of a sudden, that that's the one relative. It just happens to be in Paris. Like, the whole thing is shady. But they keep bringing it up, which makes me think that maybe it's going to swing back around to Helena. No, oh, it could. You can see it. Yeah.
0: Um, but with Helena mm-hmm. and the revelation that Peter was more more involved with the Drew-Jason thing than he initially said, does it seem like such a horrible thing that, like, learning that Peter is really kind of behind what happened with Drew and Jason, mm-hmm. do you, does this change everything? Do you feel like, oh, my gosh, you're even worse than I ever thought?
1: No. I feel like that happened during a time when he thought he was Heinrich, Heinrich Faison. That happened before um, – Nathan was killed, that happened before all of this, uh, before he was taken hostage by Albrecht, like all of these things, all of that happened prior to this life and this love that he's found in Port Charles. It's probably always going to be, a, you know, every person's past is a part of their present and their future. You can't escape your past. So for that reason, it's always going to be there. But that doesn't, excuse me, that doesn't, that doesn't make sure, I mean, that doesn't make it a situation where now he's still that person like he's gone above and beyond to prove that he isn't you know what I mean
0: yeah and and because we see him make the call where once he finds out that Drew is taking a little detour to try to find uh, Andre to bring him back to Port Charles to see if they can reverse what happened to Franco he makes that call like this can't happen they can't meet you've got to get rid of him no matter what uh, I mean I feel like that is certainly a, a blemish that's against a Heinrich, him. That
1: yeah that's like and when he did that I was like dude like, you gave, you gave Maxi this speech about, I've changed, I've done... When you do something like that, you haven't changed. Because now you're just doing stuff to cover your behind.
0: But I don't know why, and why he you, wouldn't want that to happen. But
1: because because I think they said that if he comes back, then for some reason, whatever this... Other than the money, apparently Franco, Drew, whoever, is walking around with some other information. Maybe about Helena, maybe about Peter, maybe about Shiloh. He's walking around with some other information that they don't want to come out. If Homeboy comes back and he redoes these memories, then all of that stuff has a possibility of coming out in a different way that none of them see coming, which is why they probably be trying to stop Andre from showing up in Port Charles.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. But when
1: Anna comes back, she's probably going to come back with Andre or without him or there's going to be some other mission where they go over there to save her, which I will die if that happens. I'm like, can we just not have another mission right now.
0: I mean, I am glad, because the whole <laughs> Peter thing, he has been, at least, seems like he's kind of had his tail behind it, between his legs. Since for he a minute. For yeah. a while. So, I mean, it'll be to see some kind of shades of him, but if they make him, if they go full evil with him, then you know, like, hey, I guess it's time for you to leave the show. So you got to find that, like, Valentine kind of mix, where you can mm-hmm. be uh, bad at times, but then good at others, so you at least, for, I feel like for the soap, you mm. still have places to go with the character because mm. if they went full bore oh wait he's sinking right back into Heinrich <laughs> that then wouldn't I, be good then I, I feel think. like it's pretty much saying like alright cool we're going to see this we're going to take this character to the highest we don't need another bad character
1: off. right now we've we we, we we've got plenty of them right now in this moment how how about did we love the scene with Kiki finally showing up for Ava I mean, or, do, I... or did we feel uh meh
0: you know, it was nice to see Mm-hmm. You know, and it was great to to get her uh, uh, Haley Aaron in back to do that. Uh, yeah. You know what I, I what I liked it is that it wasn't like uh, like you know everything's fine now.
1: Yeah, I was kind of having that. She was like, <laughs> my favorite part is when she went over to the bed and she was reading the chat room comments about Ava and commenting on that. I'm like, yes, that was pure comedy. But I feel like with Ava, they don't know what to do with her right now. She's like it. She's like in this crazy limbo, you know, where they don't quite – they love her at GH, I think, and they're just trying to figure out, like, who to pair her up with or how to make her interesting, and they haven't quite figured it out yet.
0: See, but they've got Scott Baldwin right there, ready to get that going to see if they could. But they don't seem, for whatever reason, not interested in pursuing that as a serious thing. But we also have Ava dealing with the fact that after she goes to visit Ryan in prison for, you know, you know trying to see closure, he's now writing her.
1: Yeah, and then there's a whole situation where she goes to Alexis. Like, there was that moment where Alexis and and the doctor finally had that moment. They finally, (laughs) like, admitted that they liked each other and they were having that bonding moment. And then everybody and their Mama wanted to walk up to her and have a conversation. Of course. I was like, for real, though? And they're like, can can you just stop him from writing? No, that's like infringement of freedom of speech. No, he can't just stop writing you. Like, what are you thinking?
0: I can't. But I feel like everybody had the right thing. And I don't know why Ava (laughs) thought, like, it was such a weird thing. Is just don't open it, throw it away. Mm. Like why? And she's like, "What?
1: How could I?" It was crazy.
0: And even when she had the chance to tear it up, she still she was home. still
1: clutching on because because my girl lo- my girl Ava loves drama. <laughs> she, yeah. They were saying they're saying in the chat room they're talking about. Remember when the wards were on um, on General Hospital? Yeah, Justice and uh... yeah. So they're saying that um, Edward had a black son that might be a Q, that might be a ward. And that maybe that is the relative, the half-relative that is uh, related to Aunt Stella. Hmm. It says if Stella is a Q or Cassidy, she would have more than one relative. And then Michael B. says, I can get down with the cast having black folks in the fam, but Stella, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then, and Dolores is like, yeah, that dream with Kiki was bad. It was very entertaining, though, Dolores. It, it gave me, I was laughing. It was funny.
0: Because even if you think, like, is this really the the angel or the ghost or the specter of Kiki visiting
1: mm-hmm. Ava? Mm-hmm. Or
0: if this is just a dream that she's having? Mm-hmm. Uh she even Ava is not giving herself a break. her subconscious <laughs> won't like she knows like mm-hmm. I effed up and I can't I'm not giving myself any slack. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but let's talk about the fact that Chelsea I love that now Chelsea Chelsea's not even calling herself a medium any anymore now she's calling herself <laughs> she's calling herself a medium influencer.
0: that's right <laughs> you, you gotta do it.
1: That right there gave me pure comedy. How you gonna be an I'm like okay. You got to do what you got to do. How are you going to be a a fortune teller influencer? Like, that was just, that was pure comedy. I don't know if anybody caught that, but when she kept saying, and she said it multiple times, like, she didn't just say it once. Chelsea kept saying, I was like, oh, you're funny. You got jokes. That was funny to me. I
0: am liking her, but for, and we've talked about this before in the past, with all these psychic things, that we still don't have Olivia coming by with her little weird flashes (laughs) and dreams It's
1: like they forgot. It's like they forgot that Olivia, like, why can't Olivia figure out where Dante is?
0: Oh yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying. Like if you're gonna give somebody that ability on a soap, you can't just forget that they had the ability and not address it. Like she got to see something at some point or feel something somewhere. Speaking of Olivia, that scene with her and Lulu, where she was trying to you know make Lulu not give up on Dante. I f- oh that that actress, she her little face. I know her face was just as swollen and red when she left home left work that day because she cried her little eyes out.
0: That was great, and even the 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 moment with Robert too. Yeah, where I, man, I Those were some
1: those were some good scenes. You know what else was a good scene it was that scene between Carly and Jax where they were fighting over Josh and whether or not Josh should go back to school or whether Jax should just take her off. <laughs> and Car- he was like Jax was like, "Yeah, I'll just take her here and I'll take her there." And then Carly was like, "Um, that's not a break. That would be vacation." Yeah. <laughs> I was like Pure comedy, I cannot. Yeah, it is interesting with somebody
0: like Jocelyn, who has gone through something that you never want to see your your child go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, is them having somebody close to them that they're in love with pass away at such a young age, mm-hmm. and so I mean, Jocelyn feeling that she doesn't fit in currently into school because she feel like she's had this life experience that. No one around her can really understand or compare to. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, oh, I need to do something different because I just don't feel in the mental space.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel for her because even her closest friends can't really... Like, they were there during all of that, but they weren't the ones that were intimate with Oscar. They weren't the ones that had that moment that is forever, you know, kind of embedded in her her subconscious or whatever. But, yeah, that was... That was interesting. You know what else was interesting is when, poor and I'm getting sick of this, too. I'm getting sick of Dev always getting caught or being accused of something. Like, are we going to find out what his real purpose in poor Charles is? Because I'm about tired of seeing him lurking around a corner, too. But there was this one moment where he got caught. I think it was with the sandbags or something. Yeah. And Jason had a little talky talk with him and said that that there was no shortcut to respect. I'm like, ooh, nice, because that's the truth. There is no shortcut to respect. You have to earn it. It's not something that you can just show up and go, Hey, respect me. That's not gonna happen.
0: And I say that to Carla every week and she <laughs> still won't give you.
1: it to me. I hate you. Oh uh, But do... you
0: know what? Like, but Dev, I'm not is this a character you wanna see a year from now? Still entwined in these with these characters?
1: I'm not sure. Like I'm kinda there's part of me that's on the verge of being over it, and there's another part of me that's like I'm almost intrigued to see how they're going to play him out in terms of Sonny. Because even um, Jason and Carly said that he's to the point with Dev where he has no objectivity. He has no objectivity when it comes to Dev, which is really interesting. Like, I'm very interested to know why he has no objectivity when it comes to this young boy. Is that his way of trying to hold on to Dante? Is that what it is?
0: It could be that it's all entwined with that. It's like he couldn't save Dante, but he can save somebody that's kind of entwined with that experience.
1: Uh, yeah, because I'm just like I don't I don't understand why I don't I, I'm not getting why he is holding on to him like that. But um, and. and let's talk about this chick, this mysterious chick who's shown up. Who's not right. Who's, yeah. Who's now like the fitness guru or whatever. Who's stalking Diane and Alexis, all oh, of poor Charles in her workout gear. Like no matter where they were, she showed up. I'm like, what the hell? And, did, and why did they not fix this? So that same chick was in the hospital in Sasha's room and closed the blinds, but they never went back to show why she closed the blinds. It was the same girl. Hmm. I'm like, why is she closing the blinds and nobody's addressing that? Like, and Nina's outside in the hallway, like you know, gavetching or whatever she was doing out there in the hallway. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was just that was a lot going on. But well, what it, I did, oh, hold on. Right, but what, on. but what I did enjoy about that <laughs> is when. The girl told them, she says, oh, nice push-ups and not the bra. I hollered. <laughs> I was like, that was pure comedy. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Well,
0: I mean, I guess it, it looks like whatever, uh, you know, this whole thing with Alexis doing the hit and run years back, that Christina kind of, whether she embellished it to, to get back at Alexis, is not going to blow up in Alexis' face. Because mm. it feels like that she's related, whether it's a family member or something, to this person that now is going to come back and try to get some payback on Alexis.
1: She's all up in Alexis's face, and I'm like, what is up with, what, what?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we're just going to watch this lady get kind of sunk into Alexis' life and then find out a way to destroy it from within. <laughs> you know, whether she gets her, you know, off the wagon and, you know, drinking again. I have no idea. Whatever the end game but
1: is. I could, I could get my giggles on every every time they put Diane and Alexis together. It's pure. They should have their own sitcom. They're they are hilarious.
0: That scene of them after the workout session. They're just sitting there in the metro yes. court. Was great,
1: pure gold. Every time, every time they have a scene together, pure gold. I hope that they're like really good friends. Like I'm re- hoping in real life that they're really good friends, and that's kind of like a play on the conversations that they have in real life. It mm-hmm. has to be because it comes way too easily, easily and organic for them. I, I really love that. And it,
0: but I also like as much as, and which I do like the relationship between <laughs> uh, Max and Diane. Mm-hmm. But for uh, for as much as I often name check it, I can't think when was the last time we really saw the two of them together.
1: It's been what. Has it been almost a year? It's, it's been a minute. Like I can't even remember. Y'all in the chat room, when was the last time we saw Max and Diane together? I don't I even want, remember. It's I want been to say like, like
0: five years maybe.
1: It's been a minute. It's I mean, been a minute. You know what else you know what else was funny? <laughs> it was Monica. Monica telling film that he needed to get some sleep because he was looking like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always catch the funny lines. I'm like, and the fact that Monica was checking somebody—that in itself was pure comedy because they yeah. haven't had Monica check somebody in a minute either.
0: I did like the scene between Monica and Jason. That uh, was a
1: really nice scene
0: where Jason kind of realized, like, "Wow, yeah, I kind of—I I have a much more better appreciation for what you went through."
1: Uh, now that this now? whole thing with Franco, yeah, you, and that was another thing. You saw that realization come across his face as she was talking, and she was trying to get out of the office to go find him, and he was like, "Yeah, no, you don't want to do that." And they had that whole scene as to him explaining why she shouldn't do it, and because he was there on the other end of it when she was going through it with him. That was a. They had some really nice scenes the last couple of weeks. there was some really nice grounded scenes. That scene with Shiloh and Nell. In yeah. the prison, that was a nice scene too, because you can tell that that's they about to be best friends. It's about to be off and cracking up in Pattonville.
0: <laughs> I am I'm really intrigued by that one because he is wanting Nell's baby, thinking it's really his, mm-hmm. but she also wants revenge. Against people that have done her wrong
1: exactly so when she found out when he let it slip that he had shares of EOq, she was like oh to be continued <laughs> yeah she's like this could work very nicely in my in my favor
0: yeah so I don't know if she wants to team up with him to get revenge or, or or at least say that she's doing that but still get him to for trying to possibly take her baby
1: Nell's a smart cookie she's gonna find a way to get get at both harmony and him at the same time. And the quartermains. She's going to get everybody because she's a smart cookie.
0: Do you feel like Harmony, though, deserves any of uh, no, Nelson's Har- sc- uh, score? Harmony
1: doesn't deserve anything that's come her way. But by simple, it's like guilty by association. She's guilty by association with Shiloh.
0: Well, I mean, she did go along with some of these things at the beginning. Even mm-hmm. though she had, she's kind of come to a realization that that was wrong. Mm-hmm. But she, I feel like she hasn't. I mean, she started a little bit of the ball rolling before she realized how bad Shala was with the baby stuff. But Mm -hmm. then it's quickly backpedaled from that. So I feel like from from a Nell thing, I don't think she deserves any kind of retribution from Nell in regards to that.
1: I don't, but Nell's twisted. Think about it. That girl is twisted. She will make up her own set of facts to suit her own twisted um, uh, agenda. She will twist stuff to suit her agenda. Look how she twisted Michael's feelings for her. Michael wasn't going for her like that. But in her mind, they were going to get married. They were going to live happily ever after. She was going to get rid of Carl Like, there was this whole scenario that she created for herself. She will do it with them, too. And her being in prison, that's not going to stop her. Has it stopped her from doing anything else? Nope.
0: I mean, I feel like there's going to be a huge, either a huge jailbreak or a huge murder mystery. (laughs) <laughs> Where, Because, you know, once you loop Peter into knowing about this stuff about uh, Shiloh knowing about Drew's past, mm-hmm. or Peter's past, mm-hmm. then it becomes just one more person that you can put on the suspect list of somebody who would want to kill Shiloh to either get payback or to stop him revealing what he really knows.
1: Yeah, that's, that whole situation is going to be real interesting. Um, you know what's also interesting, though, Carla? Ooh, what? Do tell. <laughs> Our fans. They're
0: very, very interesting. I I love them because there are so many things you'd be doing on a holiday weekend. You could be hanging out with family. You could have a little barbecue. And they
1: decided to come hang with us.
0: That is right. You decided to spend the time with us, and we couldn't be more thankful. Uh, As always, folks, we really appreciate you spending your Sundays with us, helping us become the ESPN TV talk. But as always, we are looking to continue to grow. I mean, Carla's media empire exploding. (laughs) <laughs> can always use more focus on there, uh, and it was, well, as many other great shows that happen here. So, if you get a chance, you know whether it's a GH Report or if any of the many after shows we do here, whether it's an AfterBuzz, Black Hollywood Live, uh, Book Circle Online, or Popcorn Talk, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, I, like if you get a chance, go to iTunes, give it a five star rating. But no matter what you're doing, get involved in the conversation so Carly can say your name.
1: <laughs> yes, and I'm going to say some names that I didn't hit before. I'm going to hit Lori Coyle. And I'm going to hit Daisy Flower 40. And I think those are the only two that I missed from before. And everybody else, y'all know who you are. I shouted you out. What's up, what's up, what's up?
0: The, uh, let's talk about probably the most important thing that happened uh, in these past couple weeks. That we've been okay. Gone. And that is Mac becoming chief of detectives.
1: I wouldn't say that was the most important
0: thing. That's the most important, important thing for him, baby. But, the Scorpio yeah. brothers right again.
1: But I love the conversation between him and Felicia because I thought Felicia was going to be like, how could you take this job? And she was like, Yeah, go for it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> to hear her talk
0: about all the great things that she's been doing at the Floating Rib. That well. <laughs>
1: was hilarious. I was like, mm, But it looked like the same Floating Rib every time they showed on camera. But okay, girl, you go with that.
0: We got a great, you know, you know, a lot of organic stuff on the menu. We did a single barrel whiskey tasting.
1: I was like, She was all excited. And the look on his face was like, Why are you having fun without me? <laughs>
0: It's like I've seen a recent uptick in our, you know, nighttime activities. But
1: but no, this is the thing. So we've been talking for weeks about, you know, um, Billy Miller's last day on GH. His last day on GH. Why did they have his last day involve him taking money to Afghanistan? Like that was it?
0: That was it. So that we get detoured to go find shallow, and then he could just die off camera, disappear slash die off camera, and you can decide: is he really dead? Is he being recast? Yeah, you know, what are we gonna do?
1: I was, I was not, I was not happy about that. It
0: was kind of a. a it was limping. weird. Yeah. It
1: was really weird, but I, what I was really living for was that wine tasting scene with Maxie and Destin and Lulu, because Lulu was trying to ha- act like she was having none of it, <laughs> but she kind of was.
0: And then he, again, of course, they meet there at the baseball uh, field where, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, of course, Lou's kid doesn't want to be like. Why, why, why do I have to stick with this? You know, Dad quits. Why can't I quit this stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, Rocco. He's he's whining as much as his mom, which is like you know, monkey see, monkey do. I guess. Are he, I mean, I feel like Dustin's gonna stick around. It seems like it feel is feeling like it. He's a cutie pie too, but I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna have them stick around. Poor Charles, together. Like I'm not. Right, I'm. The jury's still out on that one. I'm not sure if they're going to have them stick around and have them explore a storyline together, or if they're going to have them all leave together. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, it's certainly a low key way of bringing this character in.
1: Yeah, it's not like full throttle. It's kind of like incrementally kind of sneaking him in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like baby steps at a time, you know?
0: And I got to feel like they they must like him if they keep bringing him back. So Yeah,
1: yeah. I would I would, I would imagine that would be the case.
0: Um And there is a, a certain lack of leading men that would fit into that kind of age range for yeah. like the Lulu or something.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what else was interesting was the fact that they finally figured out what was wrong with Sasha.
0: Man, that avian flu, man.
1: And sur- surmised that she had that bird flu and that somebody purposely put it in her food. The thing that's killing me about that is flu is contagious. So why isn't Michael sick? Like, even though he didn't eat the virus, like it wasn't in his food, he didn't eat it, whether he ate it or not, flu is a contagious situation. Like, if you're around somebody that has the flu, you're going to get the flu.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true. And I'm sure she didn't have the symptoms immediately, so they probably got a little freaky deaky. (laughs) So <laughs> they made love. You
1: did not say freaky deaky. I cannot stand you. Oh, somebody was saying that the guy that plays Dustin was on One Life to Live. He looked real familiar. Have, what's his name? Do you know? I don't know. He looks real familiar. He's a Cupid pie though. But yeah, that whole that whole bird flu situation. Oh, and another nice scene was that scene that happened between Jax and Nina in the hallway. Yeah, I thought was kind of living for that scene.
0: Well, it was interesting. Then also just how I kind of like the dynamic between. Nina and Jax, Mm -hmm. uh, Nina about Jax to Mm Valentine, and then Sonny kind of on the perimeter of all of that.
1: (laughs) Like, Sonny came in like a bulldog. He was like, wait a minute, I'm not finished talking. I'm glad he didn't grab her, because if he grabbed her, I was going to feel some kind of way about that. He just kind of did a circle around him. And that's kudos to Maurice Bernard for that, because any other actor would have made the choice to touch her. And maybe the actress playing, Nina was like, Yeah, I'm going to need you not to be touching me. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how that went down. But I'm going to go with the fact that Maurice Bernard made the choice not to touch her. And he just kind of circled around himself and very passive aggressively said, I'm not done talking to you yet. Like, I kind of, it was menacing. Yeah. But, like, very powerful all at the same time.
0: Because I do like, even Jack's saying, like, yeah, we are too close, and we have too many things in common for us to go. You know, <laughs> for a full conflict. That's a it's a losing it's a lose uh, all lose situation if, if that happens. Mm-hmm. But, and then Sonny's interaction with Jax at the Metro Court, saying like, "You might want to look into Nita. just the way he delivers that line with that little kind of weird smile mm-hmm. that he does at the end, and then he walks mm-hmm. off."
1: I was like, "Yeah, I was there for <laughs> all of that." They said that that guy's name is Mark Lawson, and that he played Brody. On um, One Life to Live. Oh, all right, and Brody was married to Jessica Buchanan. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, let's uh, let's see more of him.
1: I I kind of like him. Do we, we care that Willow and Chase moved in together?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, that's fine. I mean, I guess I guess it's that balance that you want to see on a soap. Is that? You know, you, when it's all, you, you, I feel like it works best when it's a mix. When there's too many relationships that are in trouble and you have mm-hmm. nothing that's actually positive mm-hmm. in a relationship,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then it's rough to watch. So at least you have, you know, for whatever it's worth, your mileage may vary on how much you like Willow and Chase and how much you want to see them together, but at least. In the broad sense of the soap, to have some positive relationship moving in a forward direction, mm-hmm. as opposed to spiraling out of control or going down.
1: They're the only ones that are moving forward. Everybody else is just having issues. And i you know what? What other scene I love too was the scene where um, where Cameron comes home and finds uh, Franco in the house, and he's all excited until he realizes it's not really Franco. Yeah, and he goes to leave and he tries to stop him and they have that brief conversation at the door I really love how they are giving the young man who plays Cameron they're giving him a lot of responsibility line wise character wise storyline wise and they're giving him room to grow it's really nice to see because he's gifted
0: I've been enjoying him especially as as kind of frustrated as I was with him at the beginning when he first came on
1: mm-hmm.
0: to see where he is now uh, much more interesting to watch mm-hmm So I I am enjoying that.
1: You know, I I still—they've moved him beyond like that bratty because they had him being that bratty bad boy son of Elizabeth when they first brought him back, and he's evolved so far away from that that it's been really nice to watch his evolution.
0: Are you satisfied with the current state of the teens in General Hospital?
1: I feel like they don't give Trina enough to do Like, they they bring Trina in, and Trina has, like, one or two lines. Like, if you're going to bring... This is the thing thing about soap operas when it comes to black people on the soaps. When they bring a black character in, at first they bring them in full throttle, and they're all there, and they're talking, and they're all engrossed, you know, in the storyline. And then they get to a point where they're literally, like, one line here, two lines there. If you're going to bring a character in and make them a series regular or make them recurring or just put them in a situation where where they are going to be a little more visible on the scene then give them something to do like who is Trina's mom and daddy yeah
0: like, we have no who, idea we have
1: no idea what her backstory is who is she, where did she come from who is her family, why did they come to Port Charles why is she there like why, is is she the only black person or the only black family in Port Charles other than, than Epiphany, Jordan and Curtis, like I need to know yeah, you know what I mean it's, it's
0: true, it's, <laughs> we've Yeah, it feels weird to just have the child without fleshing out further family
1: you know I I remember when I was on um, when I was on Shake It Up and I was playing Zendaya's mom for the longest time they would have episode after episode where I wouldn't be there as, as as her and Roshan Fegan's mom they wouldn't have me there and they would just be climbing in through the window first of all I I am a black mama. My children are not going to be climbing through somebody's window to get into their house. Like, they got home training. I've taught them better than that. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't be that they made sure that the white mama was there all the time, but I was hardly ever there. And that was a problem for me because I'm like, it's a Disney show I know, and it's a sitcom world situation I know, but this is a soap opera, so it's even more grounded. I'm like, I'm going to need to know who her mama and daddy are. Is she there with her grandmother? Is she an orphan? Like, what's her situation? I want to know. Yeah. And I need for her to have more than one or two lines. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, it's because if you're giving her the... If you're to say we want her here on a regular basis, let's do right. something with her.
1: On the other flip side, at least they're giving Epiphany more screen time. Epiphany's having more screen time. They they have... Um, they even took her out of the... Ho- oh, I almost jumped off the sofa when I saw that they took her out of the hospital and had her go to Elizabeth's house to visit her. Yes. I'm like, yeah, give... These actors of color that they put on there, they're tremendously gifted people. Brianna, who's who's in there playing Jordan, she's gifted. Danelle, who's playing Curtis, he's gifted. The, The young man playing TJ, all these people are really gifted, strong, grounded actors. Give them something else to do. We don't always need to see Sonny and Carly. No. We don't always need to see Sam and Jason. I mean, those people are staples of the show. Folk are going to tune in and watch General Hospital to watch them anyway. But it would be nice to see some of the other characters get some love, get some storyline. Let's see something happen with them. Like, you're not going to... The show has been on the air for over 50 years. You're not going to lose no viewership if you get some people of color a little love. I'm off my soapbox now, but <laughs> Lord. <laughs> like well, I just got to say it. I
0: mean, I loved it because we get to see... Uh, Curtis in the middle of a, a sticky situation where he's been running this scheme thinking all right I can I, so I can get paid from Aurora but also work for Valentine and it finally bites him.
1: And got his face cracked. Like Jack's read him so hard he couldn't even respond to it. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, so it's come to my attention that you've been doing blah 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 blah." And he was like He said, yes. Yeah, so I'm glad you're not going to try to deny it." Yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, I'm glad you're not going to try to lie." "Oh, and by the way, you're fired." And walked away. I'm like, well, okay Jax Oof. he dropped the bomb and was like and scene yeah that was classic and it's, I didn't want to see them fight you know what I mean
0: no that's true but but I feel like Curtis is an honorable man I mean yeah. it's uh, that. so I mean he's not going to lie no. to something that he was doing it's like yep yeah, I was doing it and he'll own it uh, but now, uh, possibly in a sticky s- situation, if he's going to partner up with Valentin to find Cassandra Pierce.
1: Well, the fact that he had to pick up the phone and call Valentin and grovel was ooh. just like, ooh, that
0: was harsh. And you just Valentin was just like,
1: oh. He was gosh. like, oh, did he really? <laughs> 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 he was so gloating on the other end of the phone. I'm like, oh, wow, that's messed up.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so we now have a situation of uh, what's that can happen if, if and when they find Cassandra Pierce. It's not if, but when. Oh, what yeah, they're going to find do? her.
1: I don't know what Curtis is gonna do, but I, I lived for the moment that Nina got that text, what that yeah, that text message with that photo of Cassandra. Yes. she's in like hey, I'm like oh no, and how oh. she had that nervous breakdown and, and then, I kind of need to see that moment where Sasha just fesses up to Michael because I feel like that's just a time bomb waiting to happen.
0: I, the way that you said, like once I get better, I'll tell you everything. I feel like that pretty much says she's going to make it through. Because if she passes away, she
1: might not though. Without
0: ever telling that, I then I feel like that revelation needs to happen because it's it, it would set off a, it's a much more interesting storyline for Nina, for Michael, for Valentine. It would be. But if you know, they've out. been
1: they've been known to do that before, kill people off for whatever reason. True, but then if they killed it off
0: and nobody ever knew, then Valentine like he gets away scot free. It doesn't matter like no matter when the truth comes out, it's
1: it's it's happened with Cassidines before. I Man. mean, they do it all the time. Oh, oh, and this awkward moment one-on-one, the moment with Hayden where she's trying to, like, get information out of about the Cassidines out of Alexis well, <laughs> and Christina. I was like, she's like, yeah, let's talk about it. And Christina was like, what the hell was that?
0: Yeah, and Molly was just like, hey, we should put something on the books so we can talk about, like, the time we used to kind of explore.
1: Um, yeah, no.
0: Windermere? Like, No. Uh,
1: fine. No. Uh,
0: but we do at least find out what Hayden and Jax are up to why mm. they're up to this we still don't know but mm. it's to find this Miko's cadastro to his will which is going to actually give the val- they cast out of fortune to its rightful heir which I assume is going to be Spencer mm-hmm. and then everything is set right in the world but no, Why?
1: because they're going to fight Spencer uh, tooth and nail for it because Spencer's um, a t- he's a teenager now right
0: yeah I mean I could see why Hayden wants to do it I'm curious as to what Jack's motivation is
1: hmm that's a good question
0: because he's gotten really no love for the Casadines. No, he wasn't a huge fan of Nicholas. No, and Helena, he could really do nothing about. So I don't. So I mean, I don't know that's why. That's very
1: interesting. That's a good. That's a good question, actually.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So. I mean, Hayden's close to Spencer, so I can see why she'd be invested in this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll be curious to see what Jackson's motivation is. What's he? Get, what does he get out of
1: this? <laughs> Speaking of Hayden, I love how Hayden's version of breakfast was nothing but a plate full of donuts. That's mwah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I can't with you. What we got for news and, and... Uh, a little?
0: We had we had a hot second here for some news and gossip here. After Buzz TV news. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we do. We were talking about uh, uh, possibly seeing uh nicholas cast and everybody's name checking him so right. is this a possibility that we're going to be coming back because there's supposedly a mystery mystery icu patient could it be a drew recast could it be possibly nicholas we're going to see what the deal is with this i'm uh, hoping
1: it's nicholas because that would be because they they brought him up a lot laura's brought him up everybody keeps bringing up his name hayden's brought him up it yeah. was like i was married to nicholas i'm like mm, nicholas must be coming back
0: yeah, it's, uh, so basically it's going to be, well, there is a speculating, could it be Nicholas's triumphant return after the codicil exposure. Mm. So would be interesting. I, I am down for that, whether it's going to be Tyler Christopher or somebody else. Uh, I
1: need Tyler Christopher to come back.
0: I, rah, I rah, would love it. Boom, <laughs> I feel like unless they're keeping this completely under wraps, there has been, like, no buzz about him. I mean, even though the character coming back, but nothing about Tyler Christopher being the person playing him. So and I feel sad. like I feel like we would know that by now.
1: <laughs> they in the chat room tomorrow. Ain't nothing wrong with donuts for breakfast. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: I heartily endorse that. That was
1: a lot of donuts though, Michael B. I'm just saying.
0: I have a donut with a side of donuts. <laughs> and I'll drink some donuts. Thank you. Uh, you folks, do. that's gonna do it for this episode of the GH Report. We have done it! Yeah Holy cow. Uh, folks, as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you, everybody, for spending your Sunday on a holiday weekend with us and hopping in the chat and sharing your thoughts. But if you want to stay in touch with either Carl or myself and uh, share more thoughts during the ongoing weeks, Carla, where can they find
1: you? Y'all can find me at 5 o'clock Pacific time over at Black Hollywood Live for the Curvy Film Critic with Carla Renata. And then, of course, you can always find me here at the GH Report with my boyfriend. Look
0: at that. Well, except for next week, because, oh, nothing, Carla is going to be heading up to (laughs) Toronto!
1: Big star! No, no, no. Yeah, I'll be at the Toronto Film Festival, so I'll be back the following week, and we'll catch up. Look at that. So, uh,
0: until then, folks... Uh, we will see you next time here on the J.H. Report right here on AfterBuzz TV.
1: Bye, y'all. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>